When I fall, I got parachutes. 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 What you gonna say? What you gonna do? What you gonna gonna Is what they say true? And all these questions, I make sure I am still on top. And all these questions, I make sure this train is hard to stop. No matter what I say or do, no matter the song or two, it's me you cannot drop. I'm in a parachute up in the sky. I- I'm in a parachute. I'm soaring down. Parachute. I'm soaring down. When I fall, I got parachute. Politicize every song I sing. Tell you about a reality. You're living in a virtual reality. You're sucking on the tit that feeds you lies. Getting screwed by a system of ties to our demise. We are blamed. Why blame us? That's insane. All we know is pain. Control us for 300 years. Saw epitome of fears in a machine that broke us. Made us get out of focus. Preacher told us stop that hocus pocus. Look what we had. Our culture was just a fad. What they didn't still do is sad. It makes me mad. Why be racist? It's made us faceless. Made us into your slaves. Land slaves for your wage. In this first world country, you're the entire Repeat and recycle. Put more money in guns. We make war to be free. We make war to be free. Are we really? Giving him my all. Giving him my all. Gotta stand tall cause I'm giving him my all. Good fall, morning. Welcome to Wake the F Up on UMFM 101.5. We are Thursdays 11 to 11.30. My name is Karan and I use pronouns he, him. And today I have a very special guest. We're pre-recording this so I just want to say that... Today is not his birthday, but today is his birthday. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to a V special birthday boy. My name is Miles. It's my birthday. It's I use, true. I use pronouns he and they. The UMFM 101.5 broadcasts from the University of Manitoba campuses, which are located on the stolen lands of Anishinaabe, Nehiawak, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. We respect the treaties that were made on these territories. We acknowledge the harms and mistakes of the past and those that are still ongoing in the present. We acknowledge our privilege as settlers on this land, and we dedicate ourselves to move forward in partnership with Indigenous communities in a spirit of decolonization and collaboration. So before we begin, I just want to give all our listeners a quick update on Christina Trichenko and her whereabouts. (laughs) She was shipped off to a fire, but this morning, um, and I'm recording the show on Tuesday, so like, I guess a couple days ago for yeah. all of you, I received a lovely snap that said, hello, I am back to civilization and I have not showered for nine whole days. She's back and uh, she is going to take a shower. She so was fit to fight fires. This is true. She was. So last week, Miles and I talked about straight pride. Or actually, we said we wanted to talk yes. about straight pride. We talked about how pride is now basically just a rainbow painted over everything that is straight and gross. Yep. So, yeah. 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 And I should say, I don't want to talk about straight pride, but I feel I need to talk about yeah, straight pride. Yeah, as someone from Transcona. <laughs> Your voice must be heard. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to talk about something called as selective empathy. I don't know if people have been like following the whole revolution and crisis in Sudan that's happening right now. But 
a few days ago, there was a post which was surfacing on everyone's stories that said selective empathy. And then there was like a little division in the middle of the post. And on one side was Notre Dame and on the other side was Sudan. Mm -hmm. And it basically demonstrated what selective empathy is. So selective empathy is obviously something that people empathize with, but that empathy only comes out of bias. So what you value more Mm -hmm. is something that you're going to empathize with more is the most basic way I can explain this much more convoluted concept and what its roots are, et cetera, et cetera. And basically it said, oh, y'all, you know, gave an F a lot about an empty building that had really no deaths or anything of the sort. I don't sort. think there were any deaths I think there were injuries. like three injuries maybe. Okay. And maybe one person died, which really sucks. But yes. maybe also one person didn't die. I don't actually know because I refuse to care about that burning building at all that has like 800 years of colonial history mm-hmm. i wish i cared about it I, you know what that's a lie I, I don't even wish i cared i don't think anyone should have to care yeah it was however a good outlet for all and i must say a lot of white people mm-hmm. to post on their stories photos of themselves in the building <laughs> being like oh my god wow i visited this building 10 years ago I didn't really care for it because, you know, there was much more exciting things happening outside. But now that I have an opportunity to tell everyone that I have money to go to France or that my family had money to send me to France, I'm gonna. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I mean, it's another chapter in white people telling people where they've been at any chance they can. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even going to, like, get into visa privilege or like yeah, passport no, no. privilege i'm not even going to talk about that right now <laughs> we you only have half an hour. we only have half an hour but maybe i should do an episode on passport privilege someone write that down anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> um well look it, the way i see it i think the crisis that's going on in sudan it should be an issue that people care about it's an issue about democracy it's an issue about dictatorships and overthrowing dictatorships and these are the types of things that Western democracies love to say they care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, when it affects someone who's considered an other, suddenly no one wants to talk about it. And when we do want to talk about it, it's on an Instagram co- post, which I think is really important. I think it's important to show solidarity, but that solidarity has to extend further than just an Instagram post. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? I th- there's this whole like debate of oh, you changed your you know Facebook profile photo of this filter that did nothing, blah blah blah, and all of that. The same thing with the whole blue mm-hmm. profile photo screen changing. But I'm actually I'm actually following people who are friends of mine who have had some history with Sudan. Either they've come to Canada as landed refugees or yeah you know, have immigrated from the country or their parents have had to flee the country and get into Canada as immigrants, et cetera, et cetera. And they say that, oh, we do feel the warmth when people change their profile photos to a blue color or whatever the color is um, to show solidarity. So that I understand. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I will I will obviously tell you in that way and maybe in other ways, too, that I care about 
this issue that clearly affects you and your lineage. Like, I understand this. This is very stressful, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But that's the thing. Like, Western societies pride themselves on these, like, freedoms and liberties that have been marketed to Europeans who have made this a great nation and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But nobody actually gives an F when Sudan has no nothing to give to the United States or like any other Western country. And the values that we pride or these countries pride the most are being deteriorated. Yeah. And nobody wants to draw th- draw the parallels as to how this escalated and how this happened. And are the same things happening in Western democracies slowly and steadily? We live in an ahistorical world, a world that doesn't want to discuss anything that's happened 20 years prior, 30 years prior. We don't want to look at any issue. We only want to look at the issue in the right now because it's easier to blame people when there's a right now issue, not an issue that's been happening for 100 years. That was very, very well put. That gives me a lot of food for thought. I'm trying. (laughs) Because now that I think about that, yeah, it's like when people talk about reparations, it's, oh, well, we've tried to you know, make amends with people, but people just need to get over and stop being so butthurt about the past and move on, but not really recognizing that the past is actually very much so affecting what's happening right now. Absolutely. And people probably are systemically unable to move on from what has happened and therefore need like reparations or anything. That was very, very well put. (laughs) I must say. I'm really trying. Oh, her mind. (laughs) But the thing uh, that I found what really interesting a few days ago, um, and I don't say this as a uh, look how noble I am. I, I just think it's an interesting point. I was kind of thinking maybe I could see an organization that's trying to do good in Sudan. Maybe I can give a little bit of money to it. Mm. It is next to impossible to find any kind of organization that's doing any work there. Yeah. A quick Google will find you nothing. Yep. Other than the Red Cross, which is known to be a relatively shady organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you look at Instagram and it's there's reports that there's a lot of Instagram pages basically fishing for likes by posturing as a uh, like a Sudan meal project. Exactly. And like there's different versions of it. There's like a hyphen somewhere in the middle somewhere. There's like periods. Yeah. It's the same name, though. Yeah. But, and to go back to it, if you look at any kind of, you know, GoFundMe or anything like that, for the Notre Dame Cathedral, you can find oh. many legitimate organizations that are looking to help rebuild that church. Oh, my God. Do you, I don't even, I don't even want to, like, get into, you know, I don't want to make this a left and right issue, but inadvertently I'm gonna, because that's just who I am as a person. <laughs> it just ends up that way. And Yeah, it just ends up that way. It's like, okay, so you're either a horrible person or you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. And, and that's the thing. The three or two or one billionaires slash billionaire yeah. who donated so much money to that godforsaken empty building Mm -hmm. that one empty building that really didn't affect anything like people made this into like such a like romanticized thing oh i've i was there what what if if i was there when it was burning and yada yada and all this like bs that actually doesn't matter at all 
And there's so many issues going on, even in places like the United States. There are people who are dying of lead poisoning in Flint, Michigan. Mm, correct. There correct. are indigenous communities here in Canada mm. with no access to clean water. But that church, which, sure, has its artistic merits, has its historical merits, but it is a building. It's a building. And it just shows you if people with money care about something enough, things can happen so easily. Well, yeah, it's the same thing like the whole Panama Papers like theory, right? Like yeah. basically the world is ruled by people with money. And not to give into that or whatever, like yeah. I'm not going to get into to the whole For conspiracy sure. or the fact that the journalist was killed, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> but I, I will say that when, you know, when we get into this conversation of socialism and conservatism and mm-hmm. how, you know, we should be putting in money towards social services like public transportation, et cetera, et cetera. People will have problems with that because it's like, oh, you're taking my hard earned money and mm-hmm. putting it into something that I'm not going to benefit off of. And then it's like, oh, but your hard earned money can go towards a building that people won't even go to. Because actually it doesn't matter all that much. Yep. It's it's It comes back to the same debate. Yeah. It's like, what do we value as a society? But it's like, oh, no, actually we cannot make that decision as a society because all that lies in a society is power. And collective power is never really given importance because in a capitalist society, all that has power is money. Mm-hmm. And so we're not making decisions as, as a society. It's the people who have the power, a.k.a. money, who are making these decisions. Mm-hmm. And there comes the whole selective empathy thing. If they want to save a goddamn building, they will save the building. Well, in an ultra-capitalist society, the thing that we worry about, we never worry about the greater good. That's what we're taught. We're yeah. only taught to care about what is in front of our nose. Correct. And it is very easy to turn a blind eye to something like something that's going on in Sudan, it's very easy to turn a blind eye. You can just turn the shade. Yeah. Close the shade. But with that building, it's a great big building. You go and you have your great vacation and that's what you go and see. Mm -hmm. Spend all your (laughs) quote-unquote hard-earned money. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And And when something like that burns down... It's very much in front of your nose because you remember these things. Oh, I went and had such a great time. What a shame it's burning down. Yeah. But we have, in our minds, we might not have a connection to Sudan. Right. But what's more important is that people are dying. Yeah. And shouldn't that be more important than a building burning down? Correct. As Khloe Kardashian would say, people are dying, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I said that to calm myself down <laughs> yeah. because this entire episode, I'm like, wow, Miles can really put all the words in a very like eloquent way and still make a point. I need to learn how to calm myself down. <laughs> but people are actually dying and we're giving importance to a bloody building. Yeah. So this actually does confirm the fact that rich people will always rule society. Yeah. But the same thing, and and to kind of switch gears here, this is the same logic can be also put towards the whole Kyle Kashev situation. I don't know. Also, preface as I don't know how to say his last name. Neither of us. And do. I'm not going to 
actually care enough. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I, I just don't care. There are great YouTube channels, which literally all they do is like explain to you how to pronounce certain names. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even care enough to yeah. look up that. Yeah. His first name's Kyle. Like, I don't need to go further well, than that. From now on, we will refer to him only as Kyle. Yes. So, to kind of switch gears here, Kyle, he was a survivor of the Parkland shooting, the Parkland High School shooting in Florida mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. He was 16 at the time. He apparently, according to Ben Shapiro, has a really good GPA and whatever in high school, like he got a 1550 on his SATs, which I don't think is a good score, but I don't actually know. I have no idea. Well, I mean, according to Ben Shapiro is never something. That's true. You want to You're right. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly a, a credible. Source. That was a quick self check actually. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, you know, survived the shooting and he got into Harvard. He was one of the only students who advocated for, different approaches to gun control. It was approaches that required more security at schools. And I imagine that would be, you know, ludicrous ideas like handing guns to students or teachers and things like that. So that, you know, teachers who are white supremacists can kill black teens once more. Yeah, militarizing education just seems like the logical solution. Always. I say (laughs) <laughs> always <laughs> with a heavy dose of sarcasm <laughs> and he kind of shocked people because people were like oh you survived this and you're still pro second amendment blah yeah. blah so he's like a visibly clear conservative dude who got into harvard yada 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 and recently things have surfaced wherein he used the n-word and used it a lot and mm. had other racial slurs to degrade other i don't know classmates of his i don't know who yeah. he was talking about it was used through google docs which i only just learned that people are talking people use google docs to are talk to one sure another it was a google doc? yeah i read an article on cnn which was like what is the platform that teens use these days to talk it's not snapchat it's google docs well anyone who like, does that weird. i intrinsically wouldn't trust yeah correct but i guess it makes sense it's kind of like snapchat it like it doesn't you don't leave a paper trail or something like that you know what I mean? I guess so. So it kind of makes sense, but whatever. Th- that's really not the point. We're not, <laughs> our audience is not white supremacists who we want to teach how to use platforms and get away with using racial slurs. So we will not dive too much into that. Though, if you're not a white supremacist, and that is the most important part, if you are not a white supremacist, but you do use Google Docs to talk to people, contact me and tell me why you that. <laughs> Because I need to know. <laughs> I just need names. No white supremacists. <laughs> yeah, please. no white supremacists, please. Um, but yeah, so Harvard decided to withdraw his admission and completely nullify it and say, oh, like we've actually gone through all of these media posts or, or whatever the evidence was through the investigation. And we've determined that you're unfit for admissions. And... As once more, one of the Kardashian family members would say, it's what she deserves. (laughs) I do not understand why people are so butthurt about this that, oh, my God, like you should really give people like room to grow, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, oh, but hold on. I remember that universities were judging me. For what I did at the age of 16 when they accepted me. 
So if they found out that I was being a racist piece of ish, then they should have absolutely not granted me admission into their universities. And look, I I think it should be that way with every single university. But we are talking about a Harvard ev- education, which for better or for worse is considered like the pinnacle yeah, of Western yeah. education. Definitely. So of course they're going to look at, are you an exemplary person? Are you a person who deserves to be in this program? Right. And obviously if that's the way you act in, no, that's, you don't deserve you don't, that. Yeah. Because and you gotta go. You clearly not a very good person. And I understand why people are so up in arms about this. Cause you know, universities are, there is a shift that people are seeing yeah. in that universities are talking more about racial diversity mm-hmm. and queer identities and, you know, like acknowledging that we're on indigenous territory mm-hmm. and stolen lands and all of that, even though they're doing a very, very terrible and mediocre job at doing that, the messaging is still there Yeah, that we're moving to a more inclusive environment. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't necessarily become a left and right issue because it's like oh uh you know what black and brown kids are actually coming to our campuses so i guess we need to just you know if we want to take their money we got to acknowledge that they're here like that's what's happening absolutely but then it's getting turned into this left and right issue well we want to retain our white identities and we're going to talk about this and my name is kyle and whatever (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) and like, sorry, if anyone named Kyle is listening, I although I highly doubt it. To all the Kyles out there, I'm sure you're okay. <laughs> and and this one in particular, he's going to be fine. Like, He'll I, I be see, fine. I see why, I, I, I don't understand, but I see the pattern that people are looking at to get upset about this. Yeah, and the thing is, is again, I hate making it a left or right issue, but the right in the United States, especially the alt-right, will eat this up. He will become oh, a yes. martyr oh, for yes. the alt-right. For He's sure. going to be fine. For He's sure. going to live a very comfortable life. That's the thing. Like It's happening to them, yeah. right? They're like We're coming to conclusions that are not just opinions anymore, that are objectively hurting people mm-hmm. or are objectively not hurting people. And they just happen to be radicalized into left or right opinions, right? Like, Ben Shapiro himself is like, oh, you know what? Blackface is actually the worst thing that you can do. Like, he acknowledges these Mm -hmm. things. But there's, like, these subtle things that still remain as opinions. But this, however, is still not opinion-based anymore. It's like, oh, what you did was racist. And racism is actually something we're not going to tolerate because it has more, much more magnifying issues. Yeah. So we're going to stop this here and we're not going to give you a voice anymore because you don't deserve one. Because the voice you had, you used it for something negative. And the argument about a free speech frustrates Ugh, me. I don't. And I'm sorry for bringing it up because I'm <laughs> sure we're all tired of having this discussion. Correct. And I'm not saying anything new to anyone who's listening. But free speech does not mean... You can say whatever you want. And it doesn't give you license to be a bad person. I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> and, yeah, we're on air. But <laughs> but that's the same thing, right? Like, I don't understand when people will learn to make the distinction that freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences yes. of the used speech. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. It's that simple. And 
it's happening to them. We're looking at Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. very famous, very famous, you know, quote unquote academic, who <laughs> is this self-appointed free speech savior, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But academics throughout the political spectrum, throughout universities that are primarily also very centrist, I must say, mm-hmm. are beginning to pick up on the mere fact that he is a political and an academic fraud. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He is a fraud. And therefore, he's facing repercussions. Like, platforms are are having to take these people down because people are seeing what their speech is doing, mm-hmm. how their speech is mobilizing people into essentially getting things done that they won't say they want to get done, but they do want to get done. Absolutely. The New Zealand shooting, you're going to tell me that Ben Shapiro doesn't want to live in a world without Muslim people? I'm going to say a quick no to that. Mm. He absolutely mm. wants to see that world. And how are we going to get to that world if we're not killing these people? Killing people like you and me who don't really fit into their idea and definition of like this ideal white identitarian world right. that we were never meant to be in. How are we going to get to that world? Like obviously systemically and overtly killing people. So I am not convinced that they actually are sad about this. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the same, like even with that like small white kid who was crying about being bullied, I get it. Yeah. Sucks to be bullied. But you know what? After that, he's going to live a good life. Like, I don't know if people know what I'm talking about. I should probably preface this a little (laughs) bit better. But when this, when the mom started a GoFundMe for this kid crying on camera, but then turns out that she was just like monetizing it and yeah. she had like posted Confederate flags uh, and photos of her laughing around Confederate flags, mm-hmm. which I must say were really ugly photos. So reflect on that. <laughs> um, but like they were like, oh, why are people butthurt about this? And yeah. I've used the word butthurt like four I, times. You know what? I wasn't going to say anything. I the used first it four time times. you said it, I was going to say this episode. I need to stop doing that. Butthurt is a choice. Yeah. I have made a choice. It's a choice. I think it's because I was thinking about how this woman kept saying that, oh, like people need to stop being that about whatever happened 200 years ago or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, we were showing so much empathy for that one white kid, Keaton Jones. But actually, people who are of color are dying at the hands of police and white supremacists. And y'all are not even batting an eye Mm -hmm. towards them. Like in Flint, people are dying because of like, as you said, lack of clean water, yeah. lead poisoned water. It's like day, what, 4,000 yeah. of them not having water. But still, here we are not giving a single rat's <laughs> that, <laughs> a single rat's We're butt. trying so hard not to swear. A single rat's butt about <laughs> them or... What kind of like we're not even looking at indigenous youth that live by the chemical valley in Ontario, yeah. in Sarnia or near Sarnia and Amjuang First Nation. We're not looking at the movements they're starting. But, oh, one white kid got bullied, but he's still going to get live a comfortable life. Oh, let's show empathy. But the thing is, is that many celebrities reached out to him. Correct. When that video came out. I Correct. I think Mark Ruffalo, who I, I don't know who that is, but. Um, I'm sure Ellen reached out. Well, bad girl Riri did too. Yeah. She did delete that post, but like later she, and she posted about kids that died by suicide because of actual issues. Yeah. Not to say that bullying is not an actual issue, but this kid was not actually even bullied. 
or whatever happened to him. I don't care. His mom monetized his bullying. It was trash. They didn't deserve it. Yeah. Right? No one deserves to be bullied. However, it's also not an excuse for you to monetize your son to make $600,000. Correct. That money did get snatched away from her, though. And I was like, how does that feel? As Gamble all you want. one of the Kardashians have said, <laughs> it's what she, she deserves. deserves. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually looking at the time now. And I feel as though this is all the time we have left, which really does suck because we didn't get to the topic of straight pride at all. But we didn't <laughs> at all, which is probably for the benefit of all the listeners. Yeah. And probably us, too. Yeah. We didn't discuss it at all. But just take the same logic of selective empathy. Yeah. Apply it here, but amplify it like maybe 10, 20 times. <laughs> yeah. And throw in a little more issues of race and gender and yep. systemic killings of transgender people. And you'll have your solution. And shout out to all of the uh, trans people of color who are killing the game. Always. Yes. And forever. Yes. We love you. Yes. You are seen. You are loved. And for anyone who tells you otherwise, as uh, Marsha Johnson would do, throw a brick at them. <laughs> I'm just kidding for any right winger who's listening and willing to quote me on this. I am just joking. It wouldn't have been Marsha Johnson. It would have been Marsha Johnson and Sylvia. And so, yes, 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 always. That's the correction that needs to be made. And that's the thesis. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just appropriate that too. This is all the time that we have left this time around, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into our rant. <laughs> if you have any questions, DM us. And if you use Google Doc to have conversation, contact me. Yes, please do. Unless you're a white supremacist. Unless you're a white supremacist. In which case, please stay away from us. Then stay on your We Google will Doc. report you to the I police. I will be there. Yes, okay. Thank you so much, Miles. Thank you. I will stay strong and hold on. It won't be too long till the storm passes. Then the rain dries just like the tears in your eyes Life can give you a surprise, bad and good And in the hood, the pressure is high I understand the pressure you had Man, you was our dad Lost a child, I can't imagine Left a wife, bills are racking Four daughters, a mother and a brother We still love you and still get blue But I know how you would want us it's hard, it still haunts us I stay strong not cause of me I stay strong for those who love me I'll never commit suicide Even if I wanna die Till I'm old in the land of ice and snow I know where I will go I will thrive, I will strive Most importantly I will survive